What do they do? Bring in Joe Kennedy talking about censorship, that he's being censored as he's talking to the world in a congressional hearing and showing pictures uh, that had nothing to do with the essence right. of it. I think you mentioned Robert, Robert F. Kennedy, but on the essence Excuse of me, it, so just it's okay. Joe, Robert, there are a lot of Kennedys. Yeah, there are a lot. Of course, Joe Kennedy was uh, killed in World War II uh, when his plane was blown up by the Socialist Workers' Party, or maybe you're referring to his father, Joseph P. Kennedy Sr., the last one to make money in the Kennedy family because he was a bootlegger. Maybe that was the one that uh, you were talking about there. That was Nancy Pelosi, of course. She um, She's not sure what century we're in. It's the 21st century where I am. What century is it where you are? Well, happy uh, Monday and uh, and welcome. That uh, I didn't even know that soundbite was coming up, and I heard Nancy Pelosi talking about Joseph Kennedy testifying. I guess she's she was there to defend uh, crushing freedom of speech, <laughs> like uh, the fascistas that they are. Isn't it amazing? Uh, good morning and uh, happy, happy Monday. I hope you had a swell weekend. My best girl and I had a great weekend, had an amazing weekend, all kinds of stuff, uh, some of which I will share with you. <laughs> and uh, and we remain at 888-630-9625. 888-630-9625. A big movies over the weekend. Oppenheimer, I love nuclear weapons. Don't you love nuclear weapons, Michael? I'm in favor of nuclear weapons. More nuclear weapons make the planet a safer place. Kept the peace since 1945. Ended the most tragic and horrific war in the history of humankind. That was a Harry Truman, Democrat, warmonger, you know. The Democrats always like to leave this stuff out, but uh, but I don't. So he wasn't really a warmonger, but that's, uh, that doesn't matter. If he were a Republican, he would be, and he'd be a terrible person, but he's a Democrat. So never mind that. The uh, uh, Oppenheimer movie, uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, uh, our Germans are better than their Germans. And the Manhattan Project and the, the, you know, we just, all we did was uh, split the atom and harness the power of the atom. Uh, you're welcome. Thank the patriarchy. And uh, ended the most horrific war by the imperialists uh, in Asia and the Socialist Workers Party in Europe. Uh, but uh, set that aside for the moment. There's a lot. And then that Barbie thing came out. And that's weird. I think it's like a transgender adult Barbie thing. These people are kinky. I think Jeffrey Epstein would have liked uh, the movie. Uh, speaking of which, did you see that you know that uh, non-voting delegate Democrat uh, uh, Stacy Plaskett? She has a uh, had because he's dead now. Had presumably had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Did you see this? Jeffrey Epstein and Stacy Plaskett. It is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Uh, and uh, so I've got that for you coming up, too. Joe Biden uh, remains a uh, rock-bottom idiot. Uh, you can learn that at our story sheet, which we will post uh, after just a little while, now that the big radio broadcast is underway. Biden administration proposes clamp down on home water heaters. They don't like people to have warm water. They have warm water. They have they have piping hot water. They, they have the hottest water in the world. It's somebody else's water. They don't even pay for it. It's they steal it, I think. But uh, here come, here they come for hot. They, they want your oven, you know, because they don't want you to have hot food, and uh, now they don't want you to have hot water. Uh, they, they again will have it, and their friends will have it, but they don't want you to have it because don't you know who they are? They're uh, they're the thing. So, yeah, Hunter Biden's lawyer. Did you see Hunter Biden's lawyer, Kevin Morris? 
sitting um, on his balcony, smoking a big bong. Everybody knows what a bong is, right? I'm not talking about bong bong Marcos, like the son of Ferdinand Marcos, but just a bong. It's a uh, long tubular, often glass, sometimes bamboo, um, uh, uh, water pipe for smoking the marijuana, the marijuana, which is legal most places. So it's uh, kind of, you know, what do you say? Well, what he's doing is legal. He's, it's his lawyer. He's just uh, sitting on the balcony of his place in L.A., smoking a bong, pulling a bong hit, uh, you know, uh, doing, a, doing a big bong hit. That was my sound effect of a bong hit. And the, uh, the uh, Senate, while Hunter Biden was at his house. Hunter Biden's at his house. You know, he's a recovering drug addict. His lawyer's pulling bongs. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe he's, uh, there might have been a shark on the balcony chomping into the, the bales of cocaine because, you know, cocaine, they, um, they've got a lot of cash. They might have uh, bales of cocaine on hand. And uh, Biden's border bonanza, also in the news today, the total number of illegal aliens who entered the United States so far it's only, you know, we're only two and a half years in, not even quite. Um, the number of uh, uh, illegal aliens who have entered the country thus far, the total number, is greater than the population of 35 of our states. The total number of illegal aliens that have been waved in by the corrupt, crackhead, bribery-prone, racketeering, Biden-organized crime family um, the total number of illegal aliens is greater than the population of 35 of our states, of our various states. And that's okay. The New York Times shrugs. And so, well, sure, as long as you don't send any more to Manhattan because I live here. You know, that's, uh, that's their response to the New York Times. And uh, also, speaking of illegal aliens, an illegal alien who the Democrats were, were depending on his vote to, illegal alien convicted of beheading girlfriend, he beheaded his girlfriend, you know, like OJ style, but, but he used a machete. Did you see that? Michael had a machete. Might be MS-13 or something. Um, uh, illegal alien convicted of beheading his girlfriend out in public. People watched it. Uh, found uh, and he was found guilty. He was convicted. Now it's been overturned and it's been determined that he's not guilty because he's mentally ill, which means I think he can still vote Democrat, doesn't it? I think that's the that's the thing. Uh, also, this is kind of fascinating. A new poll finds that belief in the existence of hell and the devil, belief in the existence of hell and the devil, is now down, down to an all-time low. It's down to, well, in modern times since they've been taking the poll about whether you believe in Satan, I guess. But the uh, belief in the existence of hell and Satan, the devil, uh, down to new lows, according to a poll, uh, which prompted me, of course, to go to the newspaper The Hill uh, from a couple of months ago. After-school Satan clubs gain popularity amid legal victories. This is the Democrat Party again. They're pushing after-school Satan clubs because I guess they saw that the popularity, the belief in uh, hell and the devil was declining, so they had to bring it into schools because, you know, they like to bring everything into schools, the Democrats. Everything evil, everything bad, nothing good. Uh, then, you know, American history, they teach anti-American history and, and all this stuff, but uh, setting that aside. So belief in the existence of hell and the devil down to new lows, and uh, that's going to light a fire under the Democrats to step up their efforts with the after-school Satan clubs, which are gaining popularity amid legal victories 
by the Democrats bringing Satan into court to defend him. Not to, you know, they don't want to prosecute him or anything like that. So we got that going for us. And since we're talking about after-school Satan clubs, I've got a, I've got a great one for you today. Um, because my best girl and I, we had lunch yesterday with a friend, uh, Julie. And uh, while we were talking, uh, Julie is Catholic, and while we were talking, Julie said, well, uh, let me, we were talking about how the Democrats are trying to transgenderize the entire population by going after school children, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. That's that whole Florida law that they called the Don't Say Gay Bill, which was just a fatuous lie. Uh, naturally, everything uh, that they said about it was, and like so many other things. Um, but my friend Julie said a, uh, uh, had a, a great idea, and I, I uh, told her I would bring it in today. Um, imagine, if you will, Rod Serling, imagine, if you will, that uh, you sent your kids to school, and you're a liberal, so you, you, know, you have your kids in the after-school Satan club, and dog is your co-pilot, right? You don't believe in God. You're a godless atheist. And, uh, and you send your kid to school. And while you're not looking, the school baptized your child. I'm sorry, what? But, but we're atheists. We hate God and all things uh, civilizational, and we're against uh, all things religious, especially if they're Christian. And you baptized my third-grade child at school? And why, why did you do that? And I said, well, I'm, I'm sorry, it's our policy at school because the school board and the union handed out the policy where we are protecting your child's right to privacy uh, and we are not informing the parents. We don't tell the parents when a child decides to convert to Christianity at school uh, thinking that the child might get in trouble at home because you're a Hindu family, you're a Muslim family, you're a Jewish family, you're an atheist family, right? And you send your child to a public school, and the school, surreptitiously, without your approval, without your consent, baptizes your child and converts your child to Christianity, to Catholicism, let's say. And your child, you find out because your child is hiding a Bible underneath their mattress. And so what is this doing here? Well, mother, I've converted to Catholicism at school, and the school is sworn to secrecy and not allowed to tell you or any of the other parents of the children that have been converted to Christianity and baptized at school. The Democrats would self-immolate on the steps of the Supreme Court like that guy on Earth Day last year. That was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get into that a little more because I think it's a great idea. And lunch with, uh, lunch with, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, belief in Satan is down. That's just another form of denial. I guess they don't watch the news. Really, you don't believe in, <laughs> you don't believe in hell or Satan. Uh, maybe you should <laughs> get a little more news in your daily routine because that would be a good idea. So we got. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, transgenderizing your children, the. Um, the uh, three-star general, Air Force general, seems like a perfectly nice guy, uh, who is the head of the U.S. Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs keeps finding itself into the news, finding its way into the news, uh, doesn't it? So uh, Air Force Academy head says he supports fellowship for demigender cadets 
demi-gender cadets. And for non-cisgender cadets, they have a fellowship. And it was great because Congressman Matt Gates uh, quizzed the general on uh, the, the terminology that they're using at the Air Force Academy and the other military academies uh, and uh, fellowship, the, you know, the fellowship of the rings or something. The, um, the demigender Matt Gates asked him, what is a demigender cadet? And the general has no idea. He has, he has absolutely no idea what that is. He doesn't know what the terminology means, but he's still in favor of having fellowships for demigender cadets and non-binary and, uh, you know, various confused mentally ill cadets and having a fellowship for them. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And then speaking of transgender illegal aliens, a, uh, <laughs> well, this, this one is not an illegal alien. He's just a Democrat. Florida man kills pregnant trans partner in murder-suicide. Uh, Newsweek magazine has the story. And it's a pretty amazing story. You see, the, the Florida man um, murdered a woman who identifies as a man and is his, they say, boyfriend, who is actually a woman, who was very pregnant, I think eight months pregnant, and he brutally murdered her and the baby. And the police are calling it a double homicide because they tried to save the baby and they couldn't. Uh, and then the guy killed himself because, you know, what else would you do? And it turns out this story is a pretty amazing story. They were both living at home with his mother, you know, at his mother's home, not at their own home, at the, his mother's home. And, and this is a classic. This is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party wants more of this. This is what they're, they're angling for. Uh, also, a Democrat... Uh, who joined the army and then walked into North Korea because he thought maybe it would be better than the less than honorable discharge he was facing from the army uh, has uh, caused a bit of a, a rhubarb, a hubbub. So I've got an update for you on that. And the the media is attacking a Republican congressman for raising questions about his apparent defection to North Korea. Uh, I think just leaving him there is probably punishment enough. Uh, feminists are angry with the movie Oppenheimer. This is a great one. And Jason Aldean, the country music singer. I've got an update for you on his uh, Try That in a Small Town. He did a concert. He sang the song. The crowd reacted. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Good stuff. Uh, ABC News producer and child porn because, you know, uh, violence in Chicago over the weekend. And... Uh, All kinds of great stuff for you. We're at 888-630-9625. I only have three hours today. I'd like to thank the Democrat Party for filling my coffers once again. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. 
Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. yesterday on the Fox Business Channel with Maria Bartiromo. Kind of quoting me or uh, sounding a lot like me. I will share that with you. Well, how did he sound like me, Michael? Oh, he was uh, calling them all, uh, well, I'll explain. It's not just calling them fascists. It's explaining uh, why (laughs) they're so much like fascistas. All right, let's uh, let's go to the telephones, and uh, then we're going to get to all kinds of great stuff with you because we've had two days off. The great stuff has been piling up thanks to the crazy, violent, anti-American, anti-capitalist, lunatic, uh, Democrat Party, you know, and uh, hatred of Oppenheimer, the movie, because of feminism. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Jeff calling from Hagerstown, Maryland. Jeffrey, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, good morning, Chris. Happy Monday. Happy New Week. So <laughs> I am uh, tooling down the uh, Interstate 70 the other day from Hagerstown to Frederick. And I came up on a car that was in the other lane that had a bumper sticker that had me a little bit uh, concerned. Uh, It read, proud constituent of Jamie Raskin. And I just, it went from head scratching to nauseam to me, like, just laughing out loud. But I had to come up with something. (laughs) So I'd have had more respect for the guy. If his bumper sticker read, proud active member of the Manson family. You know, there are so few Um, active members of the Manson family these days. Uh, And there are a few, and the Democrats keep trying to get him out of prison, too. Um, You know, Jamie Raskin is the lost Marx brother, and uh, and he's a pirate. And and he's one of the worst members of uh, Congress that we've had in, in generations. He's a very, very dishonest man. He hasn't quite displaced Adam Schiffless as the most dishonest member of Congress, but um, but close. And uh, let me let you, since you mentioned bumper stickers, I uh, one of my brothers in Chicago sent me a photograph of a Prius in front of him in Evanston, Illinois, and the Prius had a bumper sticker that said, "I'm I'm saving money on gas so I can buy more guns, so I can buy more on a Prius." That was a good one. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are. Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. Uh, the uh, the movie Oppenheimer came out over the weekend. I I want to see the movie. I uh, I read an article about it that explained that the uh, film's director made the movie in a, a very unusual format and a 70 millimeter IMAX format uh, for super uber resolution and uh, 
and, uh, you know, uh, video viewing coolness. Uh, but the article that I read said there were only 19 theaters in the entire United States of America where the film would be shown in, in the format intended and designed by the film's director and uh, executive producers and creator. But the... Um, the theaters are few and far between, and and I uh, I look there's one outside of Atlanta. I shared it with my Atlanta uh, family people, and uh, and the, I found the one closest to Washington D.C. and it said that it was in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. That's a town in Pennsylvania, and uh, I said, well, that's not very convenient for me. And then I went and I looked at the Air and Space Museum, which has IMAX theaters at the Udvar-Hazy Annex for the uh, Smithsonian Air and Space Museum out by Dulles Airport. And they have an IMAX theater downtown at the, the original Air and Space Museum, too. Uh, but I looked at the one at Udvar-Hazy because they have parking there, although they charge for it because the government just wants every penny that you make. But uh, they're, they're showing it at the Udvar-Hazy uh, Air and Space Museum Annex IMAX Theater, where my best girl and I saw Top Fun last year, you know, Top Gun, the part two thing, and it was a great place to see that because all the flying scenes, but um, the, the they're only showing it twice a day, and, and it's I don't even think it's every day, and it's 6 p.m. and 9.30 p.m., it's the movie's more than three hours long, so the 9.30 is, you know, going to go till midnight, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Michael's crying, and the... Uh, um, uh, and they're sold out for as far as the eye can see. They sell tickets in advance. And and I think it, it you have to pick your seats and stuff, so it's like you're going to the opera at the Kennedy Center, and you got to buy the tickets uh, way in advance, and you got to pick your seats, and uh, you probably order popcorn in advance too, just in case. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be seeing it anytime soon. I'd like to see it in the original uh, IMAX 70-millimeter format, uh, and that it looks like it's going to be difficult around uh, Washington, D.C. to accomplish that. But we'll, we shall see. We shall see. Now, uh, since we're talking about Oppenheimer, they got the, the box office, I'm sorry to say, the Barbie movie, which is, is it like, you know, uh, kiddie porn for adults or something like that? It's PG-13, right? It's rated PG-13, so it's not really for little kids. So it's not really the Barbie movie, as I understand it. And, uh, and it, uh, it beat Oppenheimer at the box office, maybe because people are ready for some, you know, stupid escapism and Hollywood isn't producing much these days of any value for any, any particular audience. But uh, Barbie versus Oppenheimer, Greta Gerwig makes history. She's the director of the Barbie movie makes history with biggest box office opening for a female director. Is that a double entendre? Barbie starring uh, uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, she's been attractive in a couple of movies. Ryan Gosling and Oppenheimer star Cillian Murphy and, uh, and Florence Pugh uh, were uh, both out at cinemas. They were at cinemas. We call them cinemas now. It's French. But the... Uh, the headline is that the female director of the Barbie movie, something to be proud of here, Greta Gerwig, makes history with biggest box office opening for a female director. But is she a woman of color? Is she on the LGBTQ spectrum? 
Well, then we've got more records yet to be broken, right? So the next one will be, it'll be the biggest opening for an LGBTQ woman. And then we've uh, always have in the future, the biggest box office, office opening for a woman of color, uh, WOC, as we like to like to say. And then, of course, for an LGBTQ uh, director, biggest weekend box office opening. Are we ever going to run out of this stuff? That's, uh, that's what I want to know. But I love this. This is, uh, this is fun, the Daily Mail. Feminist academic. Uh, feminist, is she coming out in favor of women and women's sports or anything like that? Anything good? Speaking of which, the uh, USA women's soccer team uh, beat Vietnam yesterday. And liberals are upset because they prefer that Vietnam win. You know, just like the old days. Feminist academic. No, she did not come out in favor of women only and women's sports. Speaking of which, that Megan Rapinoe was on the U.S. team, and I watched some of the U.S. Uh, uh, versus Vietnam uh, Women's World Cup game yesterday from New Zealand, and um, and our women were playing very well. They were very impressive. They were good. They beat the Vietnamese three to three to nothing. The Democrats were rooting still and again for Vietnam because they're not on our side. But Megan Rapinoe was on the field. She had purple hair. She didn't do much except cheer on the, the women that were actually scoring goals. And that Megan Rapinoe, she thinks that men should be allowed to compete against women. And yesterday I was uh, sitting there with my best girl and I'm like, you know, the Vietnamese team should bring out a bunch of men, put, you know, like five men on the field and score some goals and, and see how Megan Rapinoe responds to that. That'd be uh, fun. So uh, back to the Daily Mail. Feminist academic slams Oppenheimer, quote, because no women speak for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> wow, you're pretty particular about your movies, huh? <laughs> because she's upset because no women speak for the first 20 minutes of the movie Oppenheimer. You know, I think you're easily upset. I think this woman might be, what's the word? Moody. I think she might be moody. Dr. Tanya Roth. Is she really a doctor, though? Does she know what a stethoscope is for? Dr. Tanya Roth has uh, slammed the recently released Oppenheimer film due to one of the first scenes in the movie. It's got to be the first scene in the movie, right? Involving women being uh, a, 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 a sex scene. It's a, it's a sex scene, being in a sex scene. So there are women in a sex scene, but apparently they don't talk. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to reserve comment. On, uh, on that. So uh, the academic took to Twitter to share her views, which she probably shouldn't do, might be prudent, which uh, she was widely criticized over. It comes after director Christopher Nolan revealed that the scenes had been uh, vitally important to show the relationships uh, the title characters, the title character had. Apparently, uh, Oppenheimer was some kind of a, um, a sex pot. He was an aggressive... Um, sexual operator. I don't want to say predator, but a uh, feminist academic has slammed the new uh, Oppenheimer film, open claiming that no women speak until 20 minutes into the movie. The film, which explores the uh, physicists, uh, uh, the life of J. Robert Oppenheimer, who created the atomic bomb, uh, split the atom, uh, weaponized it, turned it into energy later. Thank you, patriarchy. You're welcome. Uh, it was released this weekend to rave reviews but not from uh, this lady. On Twitter, Dr. Tanya, is it Tanya or Tanya? 
Do you think it's Tanya or Tanya? I'm going to go with Tanya. Tanya Roth uh, criticized the film for its lack of female representation within the first 20 minutes. First 20 minutes. She prefers Pornhub. She, uh, Pornhub has more her movies. As, uh, that's another thing for another day. So on uh, Friday, the expert on women's history. She's an expert on women's history. She said, fun fact, colon. They love their colons. No women speak until 20 minutes into Oppenheimer. And then within a minute, there's a sex scene. Did you like that part or did you not like that part? I just, I've got some uh, follow-up questions I'd like to ask. Maybe the doctor could call in. We're at 888-630-9625. I hope the math isn't too complicated <laughs> for you there. So she also followed up with, uh, to add to this, colon, she really likes her colons. No people of color <laughs> appear for at least 30 minutes. And I believe there are two black men in the entire movie. Well, maybe it should just be rewritten. Um, you know, and, and it should be Oppenheimer should be a transgender woman of color uh, who's uh, LGBTQ. We'll have Whoopi Gold. Whoopi should play J. Robert Oppenheimer. And the J will mean jinky. So, <laughs> turns out it's Jinky Robert Oppenheimer, who was a black uh, lesbian woman, which you don't have to be just to be a black lesbian woman. <laughs> so, the film stars Cillian Murphy uh, in the uh, titular role. I think it's inappropriate to use the word titular in this context, don't you? Alongside an ensemble cast uh, to include Robert Downey Jr. Was he uh, doing a lot of coke on uh, the set? Emily Blunt. Blunt is a uh, code word for a big joint, isn't it? So we got all kinds of uh, suggestive language here. Matt Damon. You know, Matt Damon. And uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. So we got that going for us. It also marks the first time Christopher Nolan has ever included a sex scene in one of his films, which I think is an important piece of information. Yeah, so the uh, the academic uh, who uh, got onto Twitter to complain about this, because she should be banned from Twitter, shouldn't she? Just because. If I owned Twitter, I'd ban her just for a day, just for the laugh, and then I'd let her back on just to watch her respond. <laughs> I don't own Twitter, though, so I can't do that. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Is it historically accurate? She doesn't care. That's not really. She's an academic, so why would she care about historical accuracy? That's not really on her list of, of things. Uh, boy. Uh, I'm also told that the so-called author of the uh, uh, Hannah, uh, what's her, Nicole, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones, and that her name? who uh, made up that 1619 Project stuff, which is filled with historical fallacies uh, because she loves falsehoods. It's, uh, and uh, she is complaining about the movie Oppenheimer, too, because the, people like her just can't stop complaining. And she came up with all this stuff. The first slave, uh, slave arrived in what is now the United States of America in 1619, and that's when the country really started, not in 1776, a century and a half later, uh, because she makes stuff up all the time, and she's got a like a you know racist, delusional lifestyle going. 
Uh, by the way, the first slaves actually arrived in what is now the United States of America in the mid-1500s uh, in the custody of the Spanish uh, in what is now Florida and what is now Georgia, and and not a, uh, what uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones said in 1619, because everything she says is flawed or false, somewhere between, well, not absolutely everything, just the key elements of her anti-American racist screed. She's angry about things that happened in the 1600s. She should go explore the Balkans, <laughs> or maybe... Uh, North Africa. And by the way, when the Spanish brought African slaves here in the mid-1500s, they bought them from other Africans. Probably the Africans that wear kente cloth to this day. Uh, but uh, never mind that. Just uh, just amazing stuff. So we got that going for us. And, and, and uh, yeah, and Barbie uh, has a bigger turnout at the box office, which is too bad because, you know, uh, nuclear weapons can be fun. And, and the story of... Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer. And by the way, uh, Harry Truman using two nuclear weapons on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August 6th and then August 9th of 1945 saved uh, definitely over a million Japanese lives and possibly a million American lives, easily a half a a million American lives. And it brought the war to an end and it was was, uh, quick and decisive. And of course, the scientific leap forward. Thank you, patriarchy. Uh, just uh, just extraordinary. So we got that going for us. I know that uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones was complaining about the movie Oppenheimer, but nobody seems to be writing about it because, you know, she's in the several protected classes, isn't she? Yes, she is. And she's got some kind of a movie deal herself uh, with Hulu to produce, um, to take her false research and turn it into film. Because that's what the left does. They're like the Taliban in so many ways, aren't they? Yes, they are. All right, so we got uh, we got that. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, sir. Now, uh, let's uh, let's go. We've got a lot, uh, a lot more good stuff to get to because the Democrats. And we've got Jason Aldean. He had a concert. He sang a song, Try That in a Small Town. The crowd responded. And, uh, and in Chicago, Chicago over the weekend, at least six dead and 26 injured. You know, they got a new mayor there who's a liberal Democrat. He ran on defunding the police. This weekend, six dead, 26 injured. It's like Fallujah. New York City, what does what uh, Spike Lee call it? Um, Chiracistan. Calls it Chiracistan. And Baltimore, he calls uh, Bodymore Murderland, right? Bodymore Murderland. Also, I talked about the bumper sticker, the photograph my brother sent me uh, from Chicago. I need a it was it's a Prius. I have the photograph right here. A Prius, and I got the bumper sticker slightly wrong. I want to straighten that out. I'm a stickler for accuracy. The bumper sticker on the Prius says, "I'm saving fuel to buy more guns." I'm saving fuel to buy more guns. Not exactly a typical Evanston, Illinois Prius bumper sticker. But, you know, guy's got to protect himself. Girl's got to protect herself. Got a Prius. Does save money on gas after you buy the stupid thing. And uh, then you can use that, uh, that, that saved money to buy more firearms. It's true. And firearms are good. See? So is the Second Amendment. See? Little Edward G. Robinson there. 
Actually, it looks like uh, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, her critique uh, was not so much of the movie Oppenheimer, but being a like a, a fictional historian, she's like a Taliban historian, Soviet-style history, anti-American history, and she has the Twitter handle Ida B. Wells because she's lost in centuries gone by and, and uh, thinks there's a racist in every woodpile. Amazing. She, uh, she tweeted last year, well, uh, more than a year ago, November of 2021, she said, you're the only one who poorly understands history. They dropped the bomb, uh, talking about ending World War II, the atomic bomb, when they knew surrender was coming because they'd spent all this money developing it and to prove it was worth it. Propaganda is not history, my friend. Well, then, <laughs> you're not a historian. You're a propagandist. That's uh, No, the Japanese were not about to surrender. Uh, not even close. In fact, we dropped one bomb on them, and three days later, they still hadn't surrendered. <laughs> and you'd think that would have been a good attention getter, but no. And uh, maybe you should look up the rape of Nanking. There's a little slice of history for you. You should look up Unit 731, all right, uh, because that's their biological, the Japanese ran a biological warfare experimentation racket in the mountains in China. They used Chinese, they used British prisoners of war, and some Americans uh, as guinea pigs for their biological warfare experiments. Uh, but the rape of Nanking ought to bring you around. You know, two atomic bombs at the end of World War II with Japan was was quite generous, actually. Uh, but uh, And it saved, again, more than a million Japanese lives. And let's start at a half million American lives. And it ended the uh, bloodiest, most gruesome war in the history of the world. Started by the imperialists, once again, America the first to topple a European imperialist regime, King George and the United Kingdom, which was the world's greatest superpower at the time, by the way. And, um, you know, we kicked them out, got the ball rolling in Europe, getting rid of uh, imperialism. And then uh, 1945, we had to... Get rid of imperialism in Japan. And we let the emperor live. We're very generous people. But uh, this one is fake historian. Well. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of season two of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.